Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya, Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Spell, Shao Kahn, Fuck, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Mechabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quan, Shi, Shin, Oxo, Rina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blade, Doraicho, Dramin, Fosu's now, Dan, Kenji, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vandavora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character today. Uh, I'm not going to be doing that because uh, none of my friends could come over because there's a lockdown um, that all all kind people are observing uh, pretty much everywhere. So... Um, I'm going to go ahead and pause the last couple episodes, uh, normal episodes of season three. Um, That's the bad news, is that those will be uh, a little delayed, at least until I figure out a way to uh, record them in a good enough quality with somebody remote. Uh, The good news is I'm going to release just some fun bonus content until then, um, like this episode. Uh, you know, to, to give you guys something to listen to and something to do, uh, I, I'm sure you need it. I know I do. Uh, I'm going real stir crazy and Hey, it's only like day eight, uh, in the Meckler household. So, uh, without further ado, something I wanted to do for this week's episode, uh, pretty much since I started the podcast, people have been asking me, um, very specific questions about the lore either that has not been specifically answered in prior episodes uh, or that has been implied but not clearly uh, laid out. Anyway, people have questions, and of course I have answers, uh, but I haven't taken the time to uh, do so in a formal setting. So what I did was I went on the uh, Discord channel that we have uh, for everyone who's a Patreon subscriber for Mortal Podcast, and I opened the floor to one question uh, to everyone in the Discord for me to answer on this show. Uh, so that's what I'll be doing today. And you know what? We're going we're gonna to have a dang good time uh, doing it here. Uh, and by we, I mean me <laughs> sitting uh, at this desk in my dining room. All right, so first question is from Danger D. Good old Danger D. This question is a, a long one, so we're just <laughs> we're just going into it real hot. The question is, okay, so Onaga was the Dragon King. Orin and Karo, those are the dragons that uh, are part of the weird prophecy that uh, foretold Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Orin and Karo are another species of dragon. Some of the Elder Gods seem to be dragons that cloak themselves as humanoid. Liu Kang can summon or transform into a dragon. 
Dragons were featured in the Earthrealm invasion, uh, shown in Mortal Kombat 9, and the Mortal Kombat logo, which maybe relates to the religion that all of these worlds subscribe to that involves the Elder Gods, features a dragon. Ben Meckler, I would like to hear an in-depth history of all known dragon appearances, not sure if they appear in any comics, and how they relate to each other and the overall Mortal Kombat universe. Oh, and the show Connor half-dragon half... question mark? Uh, that's a, that's a really big question, um, probably more requests that would warrant an episode, um, and you did cover all of the major dragon occurrences. I will say the Shokan, they're half dragon, half, uh, humanoid, human. I mean, I know that they say they're like half dragon, half presumably man, um, and we've seen that there are native, like, humans in outworld so i guess the question is like are the shokan from a realm where there were human types and dragon types and then they blended and made the shokan or are the shokan the descendants of dragons from a realm that was brought into outworld that then mated with the humans in outworld um i don't know which of those is more likely because outworld also has dragons so maybe that one is maybe that's what happened i don't know as for the other dragons, uh, I think it's just that, you know, in in the societies that we see in Mortal Kombat, the dragon is uh, an iconic figure because it, it's a trickle-down thing. Some of the Elder Gods um, take on the form of, of dragons. I'm sure that when the one being created them, he was like, y'all, y'all could be whatever you want, I don't really care. And they were like, cool, what's cool? Uh, a giant lizard that can fly and breathe fire. Boom, dragon. Anyway... So starting with the Elder Gods, you know, you had some of them taking on the form of dragons, then making contact with um, humanity and with uh, other realms. Um, so I'm sure some of the most ancient beings were made in their image. So maybe that's why Onaga is like a walking dragon. And that's why um, in Edenia, they had Orin and Karo, who are these like ancient species of dragon that were part of a prophecy. So maybe there was a lot of like, making different uh living creatures in their image in the beginning and then eventually you know they got bored and started making other stuff like centaurs and uh you know ninjas and <laughs> uh as for like Liu kang having the ability to summon or transform into the dragon depending on the game i think that is sort of channeling um you know an an ancient uh energy that is you know he's 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 a monk, so he's able to contact spiritual energies, ancient, uh, primal, earthbound energies, and I think that that naturally would take on the form of a dragon if the realms were created by creatures that had at some point looked like dragons. I know sometimes the Elder Gods look like people, probably more often now they just look like people, but it does seem clear that at least at some point in the Mortal Kombat lore, they were initially uh, dragons, sort of. Some of them were. So... Uh, yeah, and I think that's also why the Mortal Kombat logo is a dragon, is because the dragon's just part of the whole origin myth of Mortal Kombat. And, uh, you know, no one can tell me different, and no one can prove me wrong, because uh, you just don't have the evidence, and so that's that. Final Neil asked. <laughs> Final Neil, my buddy. Ben, if you had to pick any other fictional character to be a guest fighter in the Mortal Kombat universe that hasn't appeared in the series yet, who or what would you choose, and how would they fit into the canon? This is a really tough one. Um, a fictional character, just one, that hasn't been in Mortal Kombat yet, that I would like to see in it, and how would they fit into the canon? 
just off the cuff, um, I'm sure that someone will tweet at me, I can't believe you didn't pick this. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, pick Mater. Mater from Cars. <laughs> uh, Mater, uh, look, Mater is just an easy one to explain, okay? This is the Cars realm. It's the only way to make Cars make any sense. There's a separate realm where cars are the only species that ever existed. The world was created for the cars. The world is created in the image of cars. That's why the mountains look like cars and the, the dew drops uh, on a waterfall looks like a, I don't know, like the, the a rear view mirror. Um, and so all that taken into account that there is a cars realm, I think it's a given that naturally at some point, um, possibly after Cars 3, since we hadn't heard of it in previous established Cars lore, uh, Shao Kahn made a bid to take over the world of Cars. That's when we find out that Cars 3 takes place around, like, I don't know, probably 1925 uh, in Earth Realm time. This is when, you know, Shao Kahn was, like, scooping up realms as he was working on his campaign to get Earth Realm. Um,. You know what? Sorry, I'm going to double back. Okay, so it took him like 500 years to try to get Earthrealm, right? So that would have been like, uh, you know, 1590s was when he started. So Cars, maybe he was, maybe maybe we're talking like medieval England is happening in Earthrealm. That's where like Cars 3. So after Cars 3, uh, I think Shao Kahn shows up and he's like, I challenge you. And uh, the god of the Cars realm might be like the Paul Newman car that dies in the first after the first Cars movie. Does he die? I know Paul Newman the man had died, so he stopped being in those movies. Uh, but I'm going to just go ahead and see. He was probably the god that represented them and chose the Defenders of the Realm. So I think that Mater is like a fun one because you look at like the context of Mortal Kombat characters that are really memorable and really iconic. And it's like, we, you know, we've all been talking nonstop about Striker since the Striker episode because it's so funny to imagine that like this random dude somehow wound up being one of our defenders. He was such a fish out of water among his own, you know, the Earth Realm warriors to begin with, let alone in this tournament in other dimensions. So. I think Mater in a fun way fills that role because you're like, well, obviously Lightning McQueen would be like the Liu Kang of the Cars realm, but um, no, it's Mater actually that winds up being more front and center and brought in as a cameo character. Um, and then I think, you know, one of his fatalities uh, could definitely be um, backing up over you, but in a comical way where he's like, oh no, uh, hold on a second, I'm just going to back up real here. Hey, where'd my buddy go? And he like he doesn't know that you're like under him, like in his trestle. And he's like, oh, guess I better speed off and go and find my new friend. And then he'd like speed up and you see the blood like spew out of his exhaust pipe. Um, so to answer your question, Neil Mater. Uh, Badger Dave, you said, I don't think you've said this on the podcast, but which character's story do you like the best? Can you pick one that's been covered on the show before and one that's upcoming? And I will also note that Badger Dave, my dude, uh, he did the good thing where he replaced every hard C with a K in his question, which we like to do a lot in the Discord because we like to have fun here at mortalpodcast.patreon. Uh, so the question is, uh, who, which character's story is my favorite? Um, I'm going to say it, it has not always been this way by any means. Um, I would say until Mortal Kombat 9, the answer to that question would have been um, 
Bihan. Because I think that Bihan's story is just like fucking metal and cool. He's like this assassin. He's a he's a he's an ice mage, and then he becomes like a demon. He fights his brother. He becomes a cyborg, and like he's irredeemable. I think all that shit's super cool. Um, but with what they did with Liu Kang in the new timeline, and especially by the end of Eleven, and especially after telling that whole story in that episode with with Ifiwadiwe, um he's become my favorite story and is actually the character I'd probably play as the most in MK 11. I just think it's such a cool, like heroic journey. Like you don't expect it to take the dark turn that it takes and, and it gets so romantic and the ending is so like tragic, but also very romantic and, and, and satisfying. Um, I really, really like Liu Kang's story. And I, and a lot of that has to do with, the writing that took place over the last like couple of games so kudos kudos to those writers uh, one of whom has been on the show before um because yeah it, it totally rules i love it and then as for a character that's upcoming that i haven't done yet whose story i really enjoy oh boy that's actually a really good question because we're now getting to a point where we've covered a lot of the like good stories um i guess takeda uh, is, is probably my favorite, um, Takeda, whose, uh, father was, uh, Kenshi, uh, the blind swordsman, who has, like, all this kind of cool, like, techie weapons, but was trained by Scorpion, um, and, you know, helps for, like, redeem Scorpion, um, I don't think he had, like, the most satisfying story over the course of Mortal Kombat 10, but I really enjoy his backstory. I really, really like his story in the Mortal Kombat 10 comics. Um, and I'm hoping that they'll bring him back either in the future for Mortal Kombat 11 um, or in the next Mortal Kombat game, which obviously would be complicated because of what happened at the end of 11. But um, yeah, I would really like to just see more from him and see how much farther he can go. But I think, I think Takeda is really cool. Dom Hart. Dom Hart said, We know in the next game that they'll have to bring back some classic bad guys, such as Kano. But, as a new master of time, how do you think Liu Kang will justify to himself recreating these bad, rude dudes in the new timeline instead of just never letting them exist at all? I love that question. Um, and that question is... so. I mean, that, that that's the kind of thing that I think about that gets me excited about um mk12 because what i would really like to see is honestly it would be satisfying for me to just have a game that takes place kind of chronologically like after mortal kombat 10 um but with because i because i like the idea of of continuing the story that we've been told like really continuing through with this new generation of characters because mortal kombat 11 didn't have a lot of time for like cassie cage or jackie and obviously had no kung jin and no takeda um we didn't really learn much more about Aaron Black, who I think is a really compelling character. So I'd like I'd like to see that storyline advance and see some new characters brought in. And in order to do that, I think you'd have to have um, Liu Kang kind of fill the Raiden role. And I like the storyline of like Raid Liu Kang is basically learning that it's hard to be a god. Like I like the idea that we can just do a sequel game, but it's a remix storyline where you can understand that the timeline's been assembled from the perspective of Liu Kang. And people like Kano, um, he might have to include because for him it's like, how do I push certain people together, bring people together that need to be brought together? Kano was the reason that Sonya Blade became 
um, a warrior in the Mortal Kombat tournament, like at least canonically in, in the prior story. And obviously Liu Kang could carve time differently to get Sonya in there in a different way. You know, maybe she moves to China, she trains with the Shaolin monks for some reason, but um, I think the justification would be that life needs balance. You need good and you need evil. Um, and I think that uh, having... Liu Kang have to wrestle with that, especially the personal cost for people. Like, having him come down to Earth as a Raiden figure, and now people are yelling at him, saying, why didn't you stop Kano from, you know, killing my daughter, or from doing this and that? And uh, I would like to hear him have to answer those questions and learn the lessons that uh, he didn't understand from Raiden. You know, it's that classic, you're growing up and you're realizing the struggles your parents went through story. I'd like to see that from Liu Kang. I think that would be part of his justification. Kirby Kid asked, Okay, Say Smash did get a Mortal Kombat representative. So if the Smash Bros. games got a Mortal Kombat character, who would the fighter be? Who would the spirits be? And what would the spirit battles be? Is Striker Joker using only the neutral B-move? Okay, I think I mostly understand that. I will say this. I'm a casual Smash player. Uh, a new character... I, I, when the game came out, I played as every character like a few times, uh, mostly just against uh, Kirby, my wife at home who also plays as Kirby, naturally. Um, whenever a new character comes out, I download it, and I play that character and their stage, and I don't play much else other than that. I, it's fun for me. It just gets old fast. Uh, so, especially if you don't have, like, a bunch of people over. Um, so, I'll say this. Knowing Smash, to answer the first part of the question, um, while I would love for it to be someone, like, weird and surprising, like... Uh, you know, like Striker, I wouldn't want to be Striker, like Motaro, um, or, or even Kintaro, I do feel like, uh, the way Nintendo does things, I don't know, it's tough, because, like, the recent characters that they've added, um, have been, like, the obvious choice, like, the main character of whatever that game is, rather than, like, who would be the most fun or interesting or unique character to throw into the mix, so, I think, like, if Nintendo's had their druthers, and this was, like, a few years ago, it might be like Goro that they add and he'd have, you know, fire breathing power and he'd have, um, you know, a lot of great throws and uh, he wouldn't be able to fly, but he'd be able to like do some kind of spin with his four arms. These days, I feel like the likelihood would be that it would be Sub-Zero um, or Scorpion. Sub-Zero just seems easier to like make softer and make fit into the world of Mortal Kombat with his powers. Um, but I guess there's a lot of sword shit, so it could easily just be Scorpion breathing fire and doing sword shit and, uh, having a, a whip chain. Um, who would the spirits be? I, I gotta say, I never at any point understood how the spirit thing worked <laughs> in this Smash Bros. game. Um, there's spirits, I know that, and they're like little cartoon cutouts that you can get. So, they would probably be the original cast of Mortal Kombat. Um, I think would likely be the spirits that they'd choose to have represented in Smash. I don't think there are any new characters that are, like, super important to Netherrealm to put front and center. Because even in the most recent game, like, the emphasis was very much put back on, like, the classic characters. Maybe you'd get, like, a Baraka or, like, a Jade in the mix to kind of uh, boost it. But I think, it, I think it'd probably be, like, the first, first game's uh, characters. And then uh, the spirit battles, I don't know what that is. So I can't answer it. <laughs> and as for the question of is Striker Joker using only the neutral B move, I played as Joker one time. 
so I don't know what that means. Um, but I'm going to say yes because I trust you, Kirby Kid, because you're leading me with that question. So it feels like the answer would be yes. Uh, Danny Cage. Uh, if you were Liu Kang in the latest Mortal Kombat and you had the power to rewrite the timeline, what would be your starting roster for the first Mortal Kombat tourney and why? You can have seven characters and two bosses and one hidden character and one rumored character if you want to elaborate on why. Oh, oh boy. Uh, okay. I'm rewriting the timeline, and it's the first Mortal Kombat tournament. Who's competing? Shit. Uh, okay. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I'll say the Lin Kuei send Bihan, but they also send Tundra, and, which, you know, is Kwai Lang's codename, um, and Smoke. So Smoke... Tundra and Bihan are all present at that first tournament, as well as Scorpion. Um, so that's that storyline. Shit, I'm running out of characters already. Damn. Um, let's do a fun switcheroo where uh, it's not Liu Kang that goes to the first tournament representing the Shaolin monks. It's Kung Lao, sure, okay. Um, so now we're at, what is that, four characters. Um, then, that's a tough one. Um, I like want it to be interesting, but it's really hard for me to detach from the first Mortal Kombat like, setup. It's hard for me to like wrap my head around like who else shows up there early. All right, I'll say this. Um, here's the switcheroo that I would do. It isn't Outworld that is invading Earthrealm because in my revised timeline, I try to stop Shao Kahn from conquering Adenia and Outworld and all these realms. So instead what happens is the first Mortal Kombat tournament um, like game is about the time that the Chaos Realm tried to invade Earthrealm because naturally someone's going to do it at some point. So, uh, Kung Lao gets sent. Um, you have these three fighters from the Lin Kuei. You have Scorpion. So that's actually five people right there. Um, in addition to that, uh, Stryker goes <laughs> because he loves being a cop and he loves order and he won't stand for this. And then I say, let's get Nightwolf in there too. That'd be cool. Um, who foresees, uh, a greater threat than he even did when he was foreseeing the invasion of outworld and so he's going to nip chaos realm in the bud and let's also say that in that timeline um while kung lao went representing the shaolin monks um raiden's chosen fighter is nightwolf um that's the person he's been training pretty much like since birth as his like uh his you know not protege but his main dude um, so those are the fighters, and then the two bosses are going to be Havoc, um, is the main boss, and then I think, like, you know, it'd be cool to have another boss be a made-up, like, monster from Chaos Realm, but we don't have that, so uh, maybe it's um, Draman, because that guy's always been really fucked up, I think he's the guy with the club on his hand and a creepy mask, um, so he's, like, the sub-boss, and then Havoc's the main boss. Hidden character um, would be 
Reptile again, but this time it's a different version of Reptile because Outworld never conquered uh, his people. So this Reptile is like a king. He's like King Reptile is the hidden character that you can unlock. And the rumored character, I'm assuming you're saying a character that like in this alternate universe is rumored to be in the game, but is not. Uh, so I'll say that the rumor, um, the rumor is that, uh, the rumor is that you can play as Hotaro from the Order Realm, but that's bullshit because Hotaro sucks and no one bothered. Okay. Whew. Well, it's fun answering these questions, but I could use a break. A break to say thank you to, oh, oh man, they're back. A break to say thank you to my sponsor, Acre Gold. Acre is what? Acre's a subscription. What kind of a subscription? Not like a subscription box. No, you send them $50 a month. You set it and forget it. You're just sending cash to Acre Gold. Why? Why? Because what they're doing is they're taking your money and they are building your equity in a piece of actual gold. Once you've sent them enough money uh, worth 2.5 grams of gold, they will send a little 2.5 gram gold bar discreetly to your house, uh, shaped in, in beautiful acre gold uh, lettering. It's going to come in some great packaging. And then you will have something that's going to definitely accrue value, um, especially in these, in these uncertain times. Um, there's even a $30 option with Acre now. They've got great customer service. You can cancel or change it at any time. If you want to find out more or start your subscription, you can just go to getacregold.com mortal, or you can click on the link in our show notes, uh, and you can start your Acre Gold subscription today. So thank you, Acre Gold, for, uh, for sponsoring the show. And now, back to your little questies. So, uh, DDR Machacho asked if I was to write one of Johnny Cage's movies, what would I make? Who would direct it and who would guest star? Um, okay. So I don't know if this is like a question of if I wrote a Johnny Cage. I guess the question is if I wrote, a, yeah, one of, one of the Johnny Cage in-universe movies. I've always thought Ninja Mime was one of those things where it's like, you know, it's funny, but in like a Deadpool kind of way, it's like also you're trying a little hard. Um, so it's like a little, not funny enough for me. Um, I don't, a lot of the other Johnny Cage movies that they throw out are not like super memorable. So I feel like I need to just like make one up. I feel like I could see a Johnny Cage movie where he's a chef um, at like a hot restaurant. So he's got a bunch of girlfriends um, and he's just like a cool dude. But when people, uh, when, when terrorists from uh, Ukraine come to try to uh, destroy the industrial restaurant complex in America, um, he has to take them down using his knife skills that he gained as uh, a chef. And so the movie uh, couldn't be called Knives Out because that movie exists. So instead, it's called Knives In, and the poster is him sticking a knife inside someone's heart. Um, I would direct it, because I do that, and I want to. Uh, and who would guest star? Like, who would co-star it with Johnny Cage in the movie? Um, it would be uh, Rita Moreno from West Side Story as Johnny Cage's wealthy benefactor. Um his his wife's mom 
um, she actually put the money in the restaurant, and it turns out that she uh, is the person who's wor- she's working with those those Ukrainian terrorists. Pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, Greg, good old Greggles, Greg1756, consider all the characters from all the shows you've written on, oh, all the shows I've written on, or characters that I've created myself, um, if they were all part of one dimension, and I was their Raiden-like guardian, who would I choose as my roster of warriors to battle in a Mortal Kombat tournament? Oh, damn. Okay. Characters from things I've written... Or characters I've created myself that I would choose to fight in the Mortal Kombat tournament. Well, I'm writing on an action thing right now, and there are a lot of characters that I would pull from it, um, but I'm not allowed to talk about it, uh, so I can't pull any of them. Um, From Kipo, I would get Jamak, the frog, for sure. Definitely one of Earth's chosen warriors. Um, I would grab Wolf. Um... I think the two of them would be indispensable. And then Dave as, you know, comic relief, but also because he'd have some amazing fatalities since he continually dies and cycles through uh, different life cycles. I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, from Final Space, uh, it's Mooncake. What's the point of taking anyone other than Mooncake? It's got, he's a weapon of mass destruction. He's, it's, it's Mooncake. Um, hmm, anyone I'd pull from anything else? Uh, I don't think I'd pull anyone from Clarence because they're all children and that seems uh, inappropriate. Um, from Goth Fitness, which I wrote for Adult Swim, I would uh, grab, what's his name, Tad? There was a goth kid named Draven who puts the spirit of Satan in his jock brother. Um, so I'd pick, played by Mike Mitchell, so I'd pick that that guy, the goth, the brother who has uh, the Dark Lord inside of him. Um, and then I would also pick, uh, is it Jan and Jessup? It'd be Jan, Missy Pyle's character from Goth Fitness. I'd pick her. I don't know. It's been a long time since, since I wrote that. Um, I wouldn't pick anyone from the salad mixer. No, you know what? I take that back. I would pick, uh, poor Selene from the salad mixer, which I also wrote for Adult Swim, and she would wield, uh, the mega mixer, um, as like a weapon in, in, in battle. Um... From Thrashtopia, I would definitely take Whitney Moore, um, Wasteland Survivor. She committed many atrocities for anyone who actually watched through the show and got to the insanely dark ending. <laughs> uh, so I think she'd be well-equipped to fight in, in Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think anything else I've written, there's no point in pulling characters from it because no one's seen it. <laughs> Uh, there's probably things I'm forgetting about, but that's okay. Those are the people I would choose. Um, yeah, that's my team. Great. Uh, Corey asked, when you're working on scripts or news stories, how do you try to find ways to sneak in nods and references to Mortal Kombat slash do you have a favorite example? So I'll say this. I actually in the past have not even thought to include references to Mortal Kombat that I can think of. Maybe I have in some Nerdist sketches when I was there. Um, What usually comes to mind right away is how do I get a Dolly Parton reference into something? Because I think when I put, if I put a reference into anything, it's usually to amuse people that I, that are my like friends or family. So um, putting a a Cher reference or an ABBA reference or a Dolly Parton reference into something is usually me trying to uh, make 
make something that'll make my wife laugh. So in Kipo, um, when they call uh, Wolf Jolene, when they have to go under assumed names, that was entirely uh, for Kirby's amusement. Um, and now it's like a whole episode of TV, which is really funny to me. Um, I think there were a couple of other things in there too. I'll also say the name Porcelain. I, uh, Chris and I, Chris Amick and I have tried to put into pretty much everything and have mostly succeeded. Um, uh, but yeah, Mortal Kombat, I have not, that I can remember, tried to sneak in a nod or a reference to, but the thing that I'm working on now, that's going to be a goal of mine. So I'll report back to you guys in like, I don't know, two years when the thing I'm writing now is out, um, or longer. (laughs) And, uh, and I'll let you know if it is anywhere where you can spot it. But, um, wow, now I feel ashamed that I haven't done the work of, of, of putting a reference to, like, Scorpion in a, in a children's cartoon. But uh, it's just something I'll have to work on for next time. Um, with an H715 said, what IP would you pick for the next crossover a la Mortal Kombat versus DC, regardless of plausibility? Could even spin out into its own injustice. Um, damn, what would be... a interesting thing to see crossover with mortal Kombat. oh okay mortal Kombat versus street fighter which is a fake vi- uh, fighting game that i made up a long time ago in which you can choose from any of the roles that meryl streep has completely disappeared into um and make them fight against one another so i would like to see um you know mama mia meryl streep um summoning the power of aphrodite uh to fight to fight the various uh mortal Kombat warriors um, I'd like to see uh, Sophie's Choice, Meryl Streep, uh, split someone in half. Um, you know, I'd like to see uh, Devil Wears Prada, Meryl Streep, bully someone into into their head exploding. Um, so yeah, Mortal Kombat versus Streep Fighter. If I had to pick like a real, real established IP, um, I don't know. It's just like there's nothing that has as interesting and colorful a group of characters as Mortal Kombat, I guess I would say I've always been much more of a of a Marvel person than a DC person as far as like the characters go. So, I honestly just like to see Mortal Kombat versus Marvel, because um, that was the divide for me. Was like I'd play Marvel versus Capcom, and I'd recognize like all the Marvel characters and maybe like twenty five percent of the Capcom characters, and then I played Mortal Kombat versus DC, and I was like I only feel emotionally attached to like Batman. Um, and then once the Injustice games came out, I was like, okay, good. Swamp things here. <laughs> That's kind of it. So, um, yeah, that, that'd be my answer, uh, is, is, is Streep Fighter. RP Geist, uh, or RPG East. I'm assuming this is just a reference to the Game Geist GameCube classic, uh, said, would they ever do a version of the story where Earthrealm is the evil invaders? Classic story switch. It could be interesting to see. Yeah, I do think that's possible. I think it could be really cool, actually, if Liu Kang, in his efforts to stop Outworld from being an invading force, realized that it's inevitable that eventually these realms will try to conquer one another, and ultimately it just wound up being Earthrealm instead that became the Great Conqueror. I think that'd be cool. Um, I don't know who would fill that. That I guess it would be Raiden, right? That would be filling that Shao Kahn kind of role. I would. I would actually love to see that for the next game. I think that'd be super cool if it's like... Liu Kang is the god overseeing everything, not defending any particular realm, um, and Raiden is, 
you know, the, the Shao Kahn essentially of Earth, but instead it's like everyone worships Raiden, um, not out of fear, but out of like a weird, like, you know, Trumpy thing. And he's, he's out, uh, you know, doing fascist stuff and, and trying to conquer other realms. It'd be tight. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Uh, Jade Sketches asked, if I could translate any five or six Mortal Kombat characters into a D&D party, who would I pick and what class would they be? She says she thinks she remembers me saying that I like D&D. No worries about this question if she misremembered that, LOL. Okay, so I do really like D&D. Um, that said, I played one campaign and we only had like four sessions. And then there was like the one time that I directed the Vin Diesel D&D thing where it was really just Matt Mercer running with the whole thing. Um, so... I don't really remember what classes are uh, other than from video games, so I'll just do my best to my best guesswork. Um, I would take uh, as a barbarian Shao Kahn, as a rogue Goro, because I like the spin of Goro being this kind of swashbuckling prince that just happens to be a big jacked monster. Um, as a thief. Um, Let's get Kung Jin in there. Um, as a mage, uh, Mortal Kombat 4 reptile, or he was like smart reptile. Um, and as, uh, as like a white magic healer, um, Jade. Yeah, that's my team. Is that well balanced? I don't know. You can yell at me later in the Discord for getting that wrong. Um, and then one question left. Final question. Oh, this has been really fun, guys. Um, it's from The Empire Strikes Matt. His question is, what's your single favorite game roster from the series? Only counting the main 11. Um, my favorite game roster is by default, I think, Mortal Kombat 9 because... My favorite game roster had been Mortal Kombat 3 because that was where they really intro they just started to introduce all the really weird shit even from Mortal Kombat where they were like here's some cyborgs um here's a centaur here's like um you know a witch <laughs> so um it was Mortal Kombat 3 but MK9 has I believe the entire Mortal Kombat 3 roster um, plus characters that had appeared in the games before plus Quan Chi, right? Yeah, he's in. He's like playable in that, right? Yeah, I think so. And um, that owns. So <laughs> Mortal Kombat 9 is my answer. And honestly, that's probably my favorite game in the series too just because it was so cool to play through uh, that first storyline, that first arc of MK123 as like a, a playable movie. So that's it guys. Um, thank you for listening. I hope this episode was fun um, and served as a good placeholder before we get to the last two episodes of the season, which will be Sindel and uh, Cyrax. Um, more stuff to come. I don't know what just yet. I hope everyone's staying uh, healthy and sane or staying healthy, working on sane. Um, but you know, take good care of yourself, stay inside. Um, enjoy the podcast uh if you're in the patreon hit me up on discord anytime happy to amuse um and chat and uh yeah stay well everyone thanks for listening uh i'll see you next week and as always
Finish him. 